0: Um, okay, Doc, want to get to the show? Yeah, yeah, um, I do. All right, let's see here. Let's start off with a COVID one. Um, I tested positive on Tuesday, January 11th, finished Dr. Rogers' protocol on Saturday. Uh, thought I was doing well, then developed gastric symptoms a week later. Uh, had, had severe nausea and fatigue, had to get IV in the ER. Are you seeing more of these symptoms with this variant, and what do you recommend for fatigue and loss of appetite? Uh, first of all, I hope you're doing much better. Goodness, that's a, that's a heck of a um, uh, uh, trip there. Uh, why don't you go ahead and answer that, Doc? Uh,
1: yeah, you know, we've seen a lot of weird things that are post-COVID. You know, it seems like you may get over COVID, then you start getting into some of the longer hauler syndrome things, and the most common one being fatigue, headache, maybe dizziness, um, sometimes a persistent sinus infection. I've seen a lot of that, um, sometimes ringing in the ears. Um, I saw that today, a case of that today. So sometimes we have to actually treat you with another antibiotic if um, the Zithromax or doxycycline didn't clear up uh, a persistent sinus infection, especially if you're prone to get sinus infections. You can get rid of the COVID and then have a kind of a lingering sinusitis so I do recommend, um, of course, NAC, uh, which the usual dose is 600 milligrams. Sometimes I go up to 1,200, which is what's in the anti-alcohol life extension product, along with selenium and zinc. But um, so and sometimes I have to um, use steroids. You know, if if your gut was kind of torn up, it makes you think that it could have been some of the medicines that did it. So I hope you were taking a prebiotic and a probiotic um, and hopefully digest shield to kind of help protect your stomach from some of the steroids, the antibiotics, of course. You know, any kind of, um, any kind of steroid or antibiotic can really change that uh, gut microbiome a lot. And uh, a good probiotic and prebiotic will really help you in that. So I hope we told you to do that. Um, so that's probably the reason for that. I hate that you had to go in the ER and get fluids for it. You know, that's the last place you want to have to go. Um, you know, unless it's an emergent situation, um, because of the wait times, the, you know, all the other sick people in there you're going to be with, but, um, you know, I hope you're better. You know, sometimes it's amazing what, um, an IV can do for you. Um, Extreme fatigue is really common. You know, if you're over the COVID, you can certainly call us and think about coming in and getting an IV uh, cocktail, even if it's just a hydration cocktail or maybe a Myers cocktail, which is my favorite um, to kind of perk you up a little bit. A Myers IV cocktail is just an amazing thing to, to pick you up from being really fatigued. So I hope that, you know, answers your question. Um, People get pretty tired on this. They really do. I wish I could do an IV on everybody every day during COVID and afterwards. You just can't. Um, But certainly take the knack That seems to really help. And, um, you know, eliminate sugar from your diet. You might even have to try eating a real bland diet uh, for a while.
0: Is that going to help with the loss of appetite? Um, Anything you think can kind of curb that?
1: Um, And, you know, the other thing I'm excited about is the IGY, Mm. um, you know, that we're really excited about. and uh, I had received a few samples of this and given it to people who had lost taste and smell uh, and just didn't feel right post-COVID long haulers. And it really helped most all of them. So keep your ears perked up for um a podcast on igy because i've I've placed an order for it and hopefully it'll be available soon uh it's a powder you mix in with water and you know if anybody that's listening tonight has any experience with taking some of that um post-covid then you know certainly respond but uh I'm really excited about that product, how I think it can, it's really a gut product, but I've, I've seen it um, reverse that loss of taste and smell pretty quickly in some of the patients. Uh, so, um, gosh, we we just dealt with a lot of long haulers and and people that had a hard time clearing up from COVID, even with the, the milder variant that's out now. Um, it seems like to me there's a lot of uh, you know post COVID sequelae um, that uh, we're having to deal with uh, the Delta if that's what it was and Alpha tended maybe to get a little more severe with symptomatology but um, if it's what if this Omicron is what it is and it's it's kind of hanging around a little bit so time will tell I mean we learn something every day about knew about COVID, Um, it was interesting today. I was reading uh, um, my emails, and it came across WebMD, which is a highly respected um, site for uh, medical practitioners and uh, lay people in conjunction with Medscape, a a huge uh, worldwide uh, medical information site for uh, doctors. Um, There was a new study that opened up uh, this week that they announced they were very excited about it at Duke University. And what they're going to do is study um, how three drugs may uh, be able to treat COVID. And so I was all perked up about this myself. And the three drugs that they're they're, uh, testing are ivermectin, um, Luvox, and Budesonide. So (laughs) think of that. Why didn't we think of that two years ago? You know, why don't we think of those three drug combos that you you could use? So now along with Vanderbilt opening up their study on ivermectin, we no longer have to call it ice cream in fear of getting it pulled from the podcast. So I'm not going to get preachy tonight, but uh, (laughs) that was kind of exciting. I hope the studies are positive and they, they give the right doses. Which is paramount, and they treat early, so I'm kind of excited about that. So and, and stay um, tuned
0: about in in Hale Boudest and I, we've got a um, we've got an article coming out on that in a, in a common sense MD episode. So uh, we'll we'll dive a little bit deeper on that. We're gonna move in, uh, Adrian. I see you, man. I love you. Uh, thank you so much for for being here, man. I miss the heck out of you. Um, hope to Adrian. Yeah, you. I mean, From Oak Ridge. Yeah, yeah. Just my my brother, man. Oh. Um, I, can't, I don't have a childhood memory without him in it, uh, and he's with us tonight. So, Adrian, thank you so much for Hello, for hanging out with us, man. And uh, I hope to see you soon. I know we, we, we talked about getting lunch. We need to do that in Knoxville. Um, let's get to this peptide question here. Um, I'm male, 52 years old, and considering taking peptide supplements, which brand do you use? Also, which method is the most efficacious, injectable, or pill?
1: Um, well, yeah, I'm a huge believer in peptides, which are really just a, a sequence of amino acids. And you usually think of them as kind of acting like a hormone, which is something, uh, that you either take or is produced in your body that has an effect on another organ or substance like, um, uh, and peptides, like the most common ones that you use and that I love would be, um, a peptide like um or ipamorlin, um that uh, stimulates your body's own production of growth hormone, which is a repair hormone, of course. So that's one I would look at. Um, you know, somoralin is definitely the most common peptide that we use. Um, and I think the injectable forms are a little more efficacious. Uh, you know, I just think they work better. Um, I've tried both myself, and think the injections work better. BPC-157 is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, it stands for body protection complex, and that's a really good one uh, for people with a lot of gut problems. Um, mm-hmm. But it also helps uh, problems with tendonitis and, and pain. And that's one that you can get by using orally pretty well. Um, it seems to work pretty good along with thymusin which is another peptide, if you inject it into the the injured part of your body, like a tendon. But it usually requires multiple injections into that uh, injured area. Um, so uh, um, melanotans, another one, yep. which is very similar to PT-141. Uh, so I love the peptides. They're safe. They work. And... Um, You know, how do you determine the correct dosage? Um, It just varies um, depending on male versus female. Um, Some of them are weight-based, but, you know, we have it worked out pretty well to where we know from experience what doses to use. I'm kind of conservative as we start low and go higher and titrate up. Um, And the timing of the doses are important. For example, like if you decide to get on some uh, which works very well in conjunction with um, uh, hormones like testosterone, um, you need to dose it uh, at night on an empty stomach uh, about an hour before you go to bed, five nights a week, so that it stimulates your growth hormone, which is mostly produced at night, and you do it five nights a week so that you don't get tolerant to it so it'll work the best. So, um, uh, great question. I, you know, I you love look that question.
0: Let's get to this next one here. Um, okay. Should we be taking Prevagen or something like that for brain health? Like those commercials that are on TV all the time. And I love talking to you about, um, like pharmaceutical commercials.
1: Yeah. Please turn the TV off.
0: You
1: know. <laughs> Especially right now, just turn all the TV off, except you can watch Netflix, um, which are, you know, some of the others like Prime or uh, I actually signed up to Disney Plus last week just so that I could see one film I paid for the whole year. Just I wanted to see one documentary. If you can find that, you need to go see it. It's called The Rescue.
0: Yeah,
1: I can't stop talking about it because it was so emotional and so true and they were there it's concerning the rescue of those 14 boys from thailand who got stuck in the cave um back in an air kind of an air pocket room for two weeks until they were rescued and how they got those boys out of that water-filled cave was the most amazing thing i've ever seen in my life i i Turn it on to you, and I think you watched it till two in the morning. I did. You couldn't stop. I couldn't. I couldn't
0: stop. It it was the most amazing story uh, I've I've uh, I've watched in in a while. It's it's kind of a testament
1: to the human willingness to solve a problem, and also to medical science. has it has a lot to do with medicine. Yeah, it's a Uh, it's a
0: really great story. Um, yeah, so we, we definitely encourage, uh, people to to watch that instead of the, the, uh, pharmaceutical commercials, but what, what's your thoughts on, on yeah. Prevagen?
1: Um, you know, um, I'm okay with taking a precursor to keep your brain sharp. I, I would, I take Cognitex. I think it's a lot stronger, more, more potent. So it's not a bad idea, you know, to take something with phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylserine in it, and it has a few other things that, or proprietary that really, I think, may enhance yours. The difference in ours, it has pregnenolone in it, which is a precursor to all the other hormones, so that's why I like Cognitex. Mm. But I was at at a meeting one time um, in Las Vegas at one of our anti-aging conferences, and uh, a well-known neurologist was giving a talk, and uh, after the talk, one of the the, uh, doctors in the audience said to that neurologist, if you're on a desert island and you could just have one vitamin, what would it be? And he, his answer was Cognitex. I, really I, I would not have me.
0: guessed that. That's yeah, so interesting. It
1: was. So I like it. Yeah. But wow. quit watching commercials for sure. <laughs> it drives me nuts when they, they have does. these commercials it, on the drugs. You know, it's just, I, I just can't stand it. Uh um, you know, I want to I, mean,
0: I want to make sure I get to this one because I, I I did miss this last week and I'm so sorry. I can't believe I missed this one. This is a great question um, in researching the use of Povidine iodine nasal spray. And I could be I could have misspelled that as a virucidal against covid. I read conflicting information. Um, one study read P.I. nasal spray use caused thyroid stimulated hormone elevation. Another stud, study read it did not. And then the question is. Should you avoid the use of this type of product if one has thyroid dysfunction, hyper or hypo?
1: No, okay. you know, I haven't heard that, but again, you're only going to use this when you come down with a cold or COVID. You're only going to use it for a few days. So yeah. my assumption is that, um, you know, it does have iodine in it. So, you know, you need to know your iodine levels. If you're going to be taking iodine chronically, you know, most of us, or deficient in iodine. So no, just when you're sick, it's not going to bother it. The illness in itself will be more detrimental than using this combination. I mean, we use betadine to clean a lot of things and it's pretty good for uh, killing viruses and bacteria. Um, So I have no hesitation about when you're sick, using it for that short period of time. It's probably wouldn't even hurt you to use it longer than that, but you could use the nose spray or the, the betadine uh, gargle as well. So no, I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. You
0: know? All right, thank you for that. Let's get one If you left. read enough
1: studies, you're gonna find pros yeah. and cons to almost anything you do. Yeah. Um, so just use common sense.
0: Um, let's get an NAD question. Um, and we haven't talked about NAD in a while. We, 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 we went through a period where we were talking about NAD Plus quite a bit. And uh, this is about NAD infusions. Would this be a preventative thing to consider doing or more for a specific need? And I'm assuming NAD infusions, um, is that just like NAD Plus? Um, yeah, you know,
1: um, the, some people do do the infusions with NAD. Um, I like the NAD Plus orally. I think it works just as well, taking it daily. You know, again, it's a form of nicotinamide, vitamin B3. Um, so if you, you needed the infusions, it really – I wouldn't do it as a routine thing unless you had a specific problem you're addressing because it can be expensive to do these infusions. And um, uh, certainly kind of similar to, to doing glutathione, oh, yeah. IV, like an IV push. You know, we'll do that sometimes. But it gets expensive, and you can certainly – Uh, take NAC, which is not N-A-D, it's N-A-C, to stimulate your own glutathione production. So you can certainly do it. Um, And I like N-A-D plus because it gives you energy and uh, has a lot of other vasodilatory healing properties. So um, uh, that's my short answer for that. You could do it, but um, unless you have a specific reason for doing it for prevention, not maybe not so much as take the world.
0: Um, all right. Thank you for, for that question there. That's going to do it for the, for the questions that came in through the week. And man, we've got some great comments. I'm so excited to, to, to get in here. This is going to be great. You guys are on point with such good questions and uh, I'm going to figure out what we're going to, we're going to answer the, the bike question here in a bit, but I want to make sure we get to uh, some of the, the, questions around uh, health and wellness to bring you guys as much value as possible. Um, And we're going to go here, man, we've got a, we've got just great comments, guys. If you want to find out, like if we're talking about a topic, a lot of times we'll have, you know, say uh, Katie or Dr. Sammons, they'll follow up with it in the comments. So not only watch us, but watch the comments as well. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of value in there and a lot of added um, info. So let's get to, um, let's see, let's go all the way up here to the top and I want to get to Aram's question. I saw that first early. Uh, Aram asked, can you please tell me why vitamins, et cetera, have to have maltodextrin in them? It's not the healthy thing to digest. And I'm not sure exactly what that is, but you might, Doc. What's what's your thoughts on that?
1: It's a form of sugar. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It seems to be very common. It must be I'm not a compounding pharmacist or a pharmacist at all, so I don't know if it sticks things together in it or what. But, you know, um, I don't think it's a particularly terrible substance to to ingest. Um, I'm sure there's very little in it. But, um, you know, that'd be, that'd be a good question for one of the compounders. I'll try to ask them, you know, why they use that because it's so common. I'll, I'll try to find out more for you. Aram on that one, because I am hate to give you an answer that I'm not entirely sure of.
0: Um, so Aram, st- we're going to make note of this, and we will uh, talk to a few people and get a get a good answer there for you. Um, let's go to Brandy's here on Facebook. There's a recent study out about COVID brain fog in association with a spinal fluid having a protein elevation indicating possible inflammation and in there being the cause of brain fog. Have you seen that, and do you know if, it, if a good treatment for the brain fog associated with that, um, asking for a sister and not a friend?
1: So your sister's not your friend? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I have seen that study, and that was a very interesting study, um, and I can believe it. I mean, if you did a, a spinal tap on people that have COVID, you, you'd probably find it in there. You know, we know that if it gets, if it affects your taste or smell, it's in your brain. So, um, you know, I wouldn't really want to have a spinal tap unless I had to. Um, but, yeah, there, you know, the things that I would still use the same stuff that we're saying to use, um, and the two that really come to mind um, are knack and uh, pro-resolving mediators which means high dose omega threes um, but there, and there's another thing that that I have used a couple times called synapsin uh, yeah I've heard it's, you talk it's, about that yeah it's, it's a nasal spray that um, I found out years ago that and how it exactly works I'd have to refresh my memory but um uh Fran, if you're in there, you can pitch in because I know you like to use it yourself. But they gave they gave this to uh, race car drivers before they uh, got into the race cars uh, because it helped them focus. Mm-hmm. And it's not a stimulant like Modenafil or something like that would be or Adderall, but it's a nose spray. And um, we used to be able to get the compounded form out of a place in Nashville, um, but I don't know if it's even available through them anymore, but um, we'll have to look that up. But that may be something that we could add. Again, I have used Modenafil Vigil for brain fog, but it doesn't surprise me when I saw that study that um, there was an inflammatory protein in there that uh, was associated with having covid Um, so you have to do all the other things. One, get on a really clean diet for some of these people with brain fog. Um, you just tell them to cut out all sugars and go keto and they really clear up. So I like to tell people to eat organic, um, and to go on a keto type diet for a while. And a lot of times they, they really clear up pretty fast. Um, it's amazing what we eat, how it affects our brains, uh, especially sugar, and also make sure your gut's uh, right. As you know, COVID can tear your gut up, and so can the treatments for COVID. Yep. Um, They can tear your gut up. So, um, And sometimes I, you know, use ivermectin and even steroids a little bit longer. Certainly I use a lot of Flonase to decrease inflammation in an olfactory tract, um, you know, uh, Great question. A lot of brain fog. I see so much brain fog anyway. And and I've put a few people on Cognitex for it. Uh, but look up Synapsin. That'd be a good one from Randy to look up. Yeah, Synapsin. Um, I think
0: that's S Y, uh, Synapsin. S
1: Y N A P S I N, I think. Synapsin. I think that's how you spell it.
0: All right. Thank you for that, Brain. Let's get to Evangelon's question here. Um, are there any natural alternatives to Noveldex?
1: Novel, Dicks. Um No, that's um, one of those SARMs, you know, the Selective Antigen Receptor Modulators. You know, th- those are kind of products that people get, you know, through the gym illegally and all. And I'm not, of course, I'm not big on them. Uh, you know, I certainly can't prescribe uh, something like that. But. You know, there's a few dangers to taking a SARM like that. Um, But, um, you know, precursors to make testosterone and to block down estrogens. And, um, of course, the normal stuff like zinc, pregnenolone may help out. Um, Broccoli extract maybe um and then i like to hit the other ones too i think things like ashwagandha are pretty helpful for that as well they're not going to be as potent something like that but that's a great question evangeline
0: that's wonderful. i, I had a
1: great answer for you but um um uh, uh, love- this can be kind of dangerous not there's nothing's going to be that potent out there for it um, all right
0: thank you for that evangeline this is a fun one uh, from carol Uh, wondering if Dr. Rogers enjoyed the LRB concert Saturday night. He was sitting on the other end of the row from us, (laughs) didn't get to speak to him. How how was the, how was the concert?
1: Um, man, the LRB, I've been to three concerts. Oh, Little River Band. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I've been to three concerts in the last week. Literally, I've seen some amazing performance performances and yeah, it was really good. Um, I enjoyed the, that, concert a whole lot uh the nice swanger uh venue is just a fantastic venue to listen to music
0: is that the cameo
1: Uh, no the cameo is too in bristol but no this is in greenville okay
0: okay. yeah this
1: is little river band in greenville okay And you know that's of course that's a band uh if you're listening to this carol you might be able to guess that bike i have in there because that's the air that they played actually it's a little before little river band that bike is um, because that was in the mid-60s. I was going to give you that clue. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it was really, it was really a good concert. The, there was only one guy that was a, a member of the band, a real little, little river band before, and that was, of course, the singer who played the bass. Um, but when I did a little research on the way home, he wasn't even an original member. Um, he joined the band a few years later and quit the band, then rejoined them. So he was the only one, and he wasn't a true original because he wasn't with them from the start. Uh, that it was a group out of Australia, um, but he was he was good. And the um, the two young, so all the rest of the members were pretty young, except the keyboardist who broke his arm that day. Uh, playing with one arm on the keyboard is pretty, pretty impressive. Cool. Yeah, that's probably the most impressive thing of the whole night. But um, and the two young guitarists were very good too. Uh, so I enjoyed the concert. It was amazing how many songs that uh, that they, how many hits that they did have. Uh, Little River Band, but uh, I really <laughs> did enjoy. it. I'm glad. I hope you did too. I really enjoyed it. That's cool. Uh, that's really cool. At
0: me. Um, Edna asked, "What helps an enlarged prostate?"
1: Oh man, that's hitting right at home right there. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Um, gosh, a lot of things. Uh, um, and I believe me, I've tried them all. Um, of course, you know, you've got your herbal remedies like saw palmetto, stinging nettle, um, pumpkin seeds, selenium, zinc, um, life extension has a pretty good, uh, prostate formula, um, that you can take. Um, and the way the way these things work is they really block uh, DHT, dihydrotestosterone down. Uh, dihydrotestosterone is a is a potent form of testosterone that does two things: it makes your prostate enlarge, and it um, it, it uh, makes you you lose hair on mm-hmm. top of your head. So, um, but there's some other things that that really work. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of the medicines for it, the prescription medicines, really affect uh, your sex life a lot and have a lot of side effects. Uh, One is finasteride, which has been around for years. Um, Its uh, brand name is Proscar. But, um, and it really does seem to, it's, it's the only one that really shrinks your prostate. Well, dutasteride's a newer one with supposedly less side effects that shrinks your prostate. It takes about six months to shrink it down, and and um, but the problem with that one is hardly anybody can stand it because of the sexual side effects. It will grow hair on your head in in cases. So a lot of times I'll prescribe a topical hair gel for men that are losing their hair, uh, and it's pretty effective for that. But um, I don't use it a lot for prostates anymore because it's just too many side effects from it. Now, there's some other uh, um, medicines called alpha blockers like Flomax and Rapaflow. Uh, Rapaflow probably has less side effects than Flomax does. Flomax is tam- tamulosin, the generic name for it. So, and they open up the prostate, by relaxing the muscles, they don't actually shrink the prostate. So those are pretty effective um, in alleviating the symptoms. Um, and then there's some surgical things that you, you don't want to have to get into unless um, you you just have to. I think uh, my own dad had, had his prostate reamed out twice by the time he was my age, and that's called a terp transurethral prostate resection, which is a terrible operation. Um, I used to watch them lined up down the hall again back in the mid-70s, back when I worked as an orderly at the hospital in surgery. Um, (laughs) I've actually done a few few of them on people myself as an assistant. But um, so that's a horrible operation. Uh, and, And nowadays they use... Instead of cutting and frying, they use steam, uh, which is not that much better, really. Uh, they've frozen them. The one, the new one. There's a couple new things they're doing. One of them's called the Euro lift, where the urologist can put these brackets in there and open up uh, the prostate, and it's 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 a fairly good procedure um, in the hands of somebody who's done a lot of them. And again, I can refer you to people who who have done quite a few of them that I know. Um, and there's a new one that I haven't talked to anybody who's actually had it done. It's a, a uh, they, actually it's a specialized radiologist uh, the, um, that will go in there and uh, put a catheter in there and um, kind of um, shut down that prostatic artery you know, hmm. through your through, kind of like you do a cardiac catheterization and go in through the femoral artery and occlude that uh, vessel that f- feeds the prostate, and they'll just shrink it down. And apparently that works uh, fairly well, but um, you're gonna have to go to somewhere uh, like Hopkins or some like somewhere like that to get that done. And insurance, I guarantee you, won't pay for that until it becomes more perfected but so you can try the herbals it's not going to hurt you start there probably do the other things like cut down caffeine don't drink fluids at night uh, limit alcohol Um, you can try some of the herbals um, and then try some of the medications if you want or you know um, Um, come into the office I'll, i'll talk with them about that Uh, and and also check estrogen levels too because it's testosterone will not enlarge your prostate but if it's aromatizing to estradiol it could uh, enlarge your prostate so i look at estrogen levels really closely so um avoid dairy another thing yeah make sure that gut's balanced out avoid dairy dairy's not good for you for unless you're trying to Play football as a young teenager, maybe, but. Uh, uh,
0: uh, thank you for that for that question, Edna. Thank you for the comment there, Keto Bandito. Uh, Beverly asks, "We have started French Maritime Pine Bark Extract, uh, so that's picnogenol 300 milligrams per day. Um, is this the correct dosage? Does it have any side effects that we're uh, that you are aware of?"
1: Um, you know, I haven't seen anybody report side effects to me yet. You can get nauseated if you read the PI on anything. On any medicine, Um, but I'm trying to remember the dose on the pycnogenol. I was thinking that you could go a little, a little bit higher than that. I'll I'll check, or if Katie's on here, we'll look and see what the the uh, dose is. I want to say it was 100 uh, milligrams. If
0: I remember correctly, 100
1: or I think it is. I think think it is 100. So if you're on, but you can certainly go up to 300 um, without problems at all. Um, And I I won't say you won't have a side effect from any vitamin because you could. But, um, man, that pycnogenol does a lot of things for aging, and especially if you tend to have metabolic syndrome like uh, elevated cholesterol or uh, diabetic, pre-diabetic, that type of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking for the dose. Uh, If uh, Katie's not asleep already, she could maybe look at that for us. Um, I do uh, think it,
0: we will we'll, we'll figure out that dosage. I do think it's a hundred, a uh, hundred milligrams. Um, but let's get a couple more questions. Cause I know we're uh, running out of time here. Let's see uh, one that could see. Um, why am I losing my place? Sorry, guys. Hold on one second. Oh, this, this is a. Uh, an easy one for you. What's the face stuff Dr. Rogers uses once a year? Is that a prescription or over-the-counter?
1: It's a prescription. No, it's not expensive. Uh, it, really, the one I've got is compounded. It's a combination of 5-FU and uh, Calpositriol. Um, it's a compounded medication I can order for you. And Because if you use just 5-FU alone, It'll really blister the heck out of your face. Um, so you can call us, and we can we can call you in something. Just you want to do it in the winter because you don't want any sun exposure on your face while you're doing this. And I've learned that I just do it really for four nights at a time, and then I'll repeat it in a couple of weeks if everything's not clear and smooth. It depends on how much damage you get. But um, I used to um put the 5fu on by itself and you know you're not going to want to go out of the out of your house for a week or two if that if that happens and remember it's kind of a delayed reaction you, you'll first put it on think this thing isn't doing anything and, and then three days later your face looks like you know a tomato <laughs> patch or something but uh, it really works i love the treatment i really do i think it's it's a great treatment, too. And it, the thing about it, it only goes to the actinic keratosis and goes to the sun-damaged areas. So if you don't have any, it's not going to light up. But um, it real to you.
0: All right, let's get to, to Susan's question. What's your thoughts on taking NAC long-term slash daily and also with bromelain?
1: Um, you know, for most of the things I've read about NAC is you should give it breaks. Now, the specific reason behind that, um, I don't know. It, I suppose you just may get tolerant to it and you want your own body to produce some glutathione. But um, certainly right now, I'd, if I was anybody, I'd be taking NAC because it's so helpful. And no consideration especially during the winter. Um, uh, no, but you know, I, I do give it breaks uh, okay. during the year. I don't take it in the summer. Um, for some reason, um, bromelain, uh, bromelain comes, I think in our vitamin C preparation. So I think that's just a good add on to vitamin C, um, unless somebody else has a great idea about why or why not. Um,
0: all right. Let's, they
1: probably do. let's
0: get to an ivermectin question here. Gene asks, how much ivermectin would you order for someone who weighs 140 pounds uh, in milligrams?
1: Let's see. I can use my little calculator, because you go by kilograms. Let's see if I can do this. Hang on. My little calculator. So you weigh 140 pounds. So 140 divided by 2.2 equals. So that's 63 kilograms, 63.6 kgs. Um, All right. It just depends on, all right, if you're, if you're using it for prophylaxis, I would do times .02, which, which would be 12. You know, you take 12 milligrams um, uh, twice a week for prevention right now when it's peaking. But for treatment, you would double that. So you take 24 milligrams daily for five days um, for treatment. So it, it's all weight-based, but it's usually for prevention 0.2 milligrams per kg for treatment of mild to moderate disease 0.4 mg per kg. And then for severe, which I've had to use 0.6. So th- that's the general rule that we use. Uh,
0: thank you for that, Gene. Uh, thank you for that explanation. Um, Let's go to um uh let's go to Nicole's question. What are the benefits of a parasitic cleanse? Um I'd say just a lot. <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts? Yeah.
1: I mean it could benefit everything. I mean and if Dr. You know, Sammons talk- is
0: in here, she can she can definitely uh you know, add a lot to that. Um 'cause she, she's doing quite a few uh parasitic cleanses. Um but have just quick thoughts on I mean that. there's
1: been there's been you know, you can't go around claiming it cures cancer, but, you know, there's been a lot of positive results from, you know, cancer patients that try it. Uh, but, you know, just for gut cleansing and, you know, parasites are everywhere. So is Candida. So is a, a lot of other pathogens um, in your gut. Um, so uh, that, that a lot of stuff. So... You can get your, you know, GI map, and you know, um, Dr. Salmons has a little different way of testing. But um, certainly, think about parasites in your gut. So we do have an answer with pignogenol. It's a, it's a hundred milligram once or twice. Uh, I would definitely take it twice. But uh, Beverly, if you if you want to take three hundred milligrams, it's not going to hurt you. Um, I found it. I put somebody on it today with ringing in the ears, tinnitus. Interesting. Um, so, hopefully, um, it helps
0: g- guys. We're going to take one more question here and then we're going to, uh, I'm going to take note. I, I know I missed quite a, quite a few here. Um, let's see, uh, let's see what would be, where's one that we can use. Um, all right, let's get to Roel's, um, could walking with a weighted vest for a short time help with bone density?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I yeah, definitely. Um, one thing here with Susan, what helps so you? can so can
1: playing guitar with a vest on if you're walking around, you know? When I here's a good example of that, another, when, when another, have you done great, that? I haven't, oh. but, <laughs> you know, I'm not good enough to do that, but uh, Roel maybe, but um, <laughs> matter of fact, I don't know, I'll show you a picture the best guitar player i've ever seen in my life i told you i saw him a little over a week ago um at the cameo theater which is just an amazing amazing place if you have a if you have a chance but don't scarf up the three dog night tickets please because i haven't gotten mine yet um, <laughs> but anyway um so i saw a well. greatest guitar player i've ever seen in my life and i've been tommy emmanuel several times i've eaten dinner with him once and i've seen clapton three times um loved to eat dinner with clapton but there's no chance of that but uh but uh anyway this guy named kingfish is a 21 year old guy uh, from mississippi and he's absolutely he's he's a star and he'll be world renowned before long but that just reminded me that He's kind of heavy. I want to show you his picture. Yeah. Can you see that? And that's him. And that's no weighted vest. That's what he really weighs. I'll show you another picture of him. Um, but so when he came out on stage, I was amazed, but he's a pretty big guy.
0: And he, he and
1: uh, he's shockingly young. 21 years old. Yeah. And so he goes up and down the aisles with uh, his guitar, you know. Now, nowadays, you don't need a cord to plug into it. But he went up to the balcony and played on the front row of the balcony. So that was like using a weighted vest and playing guitar. How I got off on that, I don't know. I, I don't know but, how you uh, got on that. I think it's because I think Roel plays guitar. If I'm not mistaken, doesn't he play guitar?
0: Roel might play guitar. I'm not thinking of it. He he was talking about a weighted vest for bone density, and and, yes. I, and I know having weight bearing exercises. You know, for example, you know, uh, doing squats, uh, doing any sort of resistance training is good for for bone density. as, as well as uh, I think you know, vitamin D is good for bone density as well. Is that right? And that yeah, with yeah, D with K. D with K. Yeah. Um, there we go. There's Kingfish. Um, he is phenomenal. By the way, um, let, let's get to to, to Susan's questions real, real real quick. What helps to keep electrolytes normal? I will say, um. I I got those packets for you, LMNT, um, that has uh, a really good dose of sodium, potassium, and uh, I think just electrolytes in general, but um, but something like that. What's your thoughts on electrolytes uh, being normal?
1: You know, if you're a healthy person and you're eating and drinking right, your electrolytes going to be normal unless you're taking a diuretic or something. Or you have a lot of diarrhea or stomach gut problems so keep your gut healthy for sure um, but you know if you're exercising and sweating a lot you need salt so the best thing i can tell you to keep your electrolytes normal or eat salt you know only about 20 percent of us would salt bother your blood pressure probably a lot less than that, that that's 20 percent of the people with hypertension it would bother you so i, I like sea salt um, a lot. So eating the right amount of salt, if you're just eating a, drinking a ton of water, make sure you get enough sodium in. And some of it has to do with cortisol. So if you find yourself standing up and you, you get dizzy or faint, you may have low sodium. So, and of course you get your potassium and all through more of your green leafy vegetables, uh, not bananas, discouraged bananas. So eating healthy and uh you know, making sure your kidneys are in good function. Don't overdo the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and um, replacing your electrolytes with uh, electrolyte replacement, like you're talking about. If you do, you know, really sweat a lot during during hot yoga, or you know, anything that you're know, running marathons. Uh, if you start cramping a lot, thinking about uh, think about your electrolytes, getting those shaken and certainly magnesium check that too Yep. as well almost every adult should take a magnesium supplement at night uh so great question
0: uh thank you for that electrolytes are, are are extremely important uh here's a a comment from from lee uh young living vita drops with electrolytes thank you for uh for that uh let's get to let's do savannah real quick uh does inner ear hurting pain always mean ear infection um could it be fluid what are your thoughts um What's your thoughts yeah, on this real quick? Yeah, your inner
1: ear, you know, is, is the fluid in those semicircular canals. So they, when you have that, it's usually a balance problem. It usually doesn't hurt. Usually if your ear hurts, it's the middle ear with fluid in it that puts pressure on your tympanic membrane. So it usually an in inner ear is more dizziness, that type of thing. Um, usually doesn't cause a lot of pain unless you got something really funky going on. So it's usually the middle ear that causes pain oh
0: looks like i lost him there, there we go
1: <laughs> did, did you get the end of that
0: i didn't get the, I, I missed like maybe five seconds
1: um well i think it's my it person's messing us up tonight. <laughs> you know i'm gonna have to get another <laughs> i, I will know, say i apologize for all the disturbances tonight but Sometimes your IT person is off their game, and they've been off their game tonight.
0: I, I will say you, you're, uh, as, you're as clear as you've ever been. Like right now, you, I see you perfectly. Uh, I hope the people uh, watching- It might you have helped
1: change the positions, yeah. for sure. Um, you know, it could have been I had one of my electric guitars turned on by mistake, and it created some uh, interference or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, inner ear is more balanced, dizziness, and middle ear would be more pain, fluid, that type of thing.
0: Um. So let's. Uh, oh, one second. Here. It looks like COVID treatment from Jeff. Oh. Um. Uh. Real quick. Just. Uh. Have you heard about diphenhydramine? And I can't even pronounce it. And lactoferrin for for COVID treatment.
1: Well, diphenhydramine just Benadryl. Okay. And of course it's a histamine blocker. So yeah, I mean you know I, I prefer to use Zyrtec and Pepcid, so you have your H one and H two blockade. Um, diphenhydramine certainly if you're not sleeping it's okay to take tend to really dry you up lactoferrin um i haven't heard that so much for covid treatment i'll look into it but we're using a lot of different types of treatment for covid of course um tricor which is a cholesterol-lowering medicine and of course the luvox i love but uh I'll, i'll check out lactoferrin for for treating with covid um but anyway, um, I'm getting a note here from my IT person, um, <laughs> and I will say, yeah, uh, Kate, uh, Katie thinks
0: she, you're doing a great job, uh, and I, I agree. She has, I think Jenny's I doing. I think she's great.
1: got COVID brain fog. I think that's what the deal is. <laughs> but, um, but who got the winner? Well, let me announce some. Let me announce this. Hang on, I'm not sure it's a winner. And this
0: is for the um, um, for the bike. Yeah. With the bike.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, I'll have to. There are two people that guessed it was a a Swin Stingray correctly, but I'd have to give it to April Reed because she said it was a 1963, and Gina said it was more of a 69-70 model. Um, And I'm pretty sure those models had the gear shift in the middle. This did not have a gear shift. You know, if you notice it was. Uh, um, although with that, the, with uh, that
0: blurry, with that blurry video, I'm sure they couldn't see that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, a particular type of break. So there's no, there's no break either. There's, there's no handbrake to the mid 60s. So I'll probably have to give that to April. So April, but, what, what's um, April's last name? April Reed. April Reed. Um, Okay. Yeah.
0: So, April Reed, you got yourself a a free bottle of Digest Shield, as did, uh, I think, um, gosh, I I have it. We have it written down somewhere. Oh, there April is. Um, uh, Congratulations, April. Um, We're going to get you that uh, bottle of Digest Shield. Um, As we are, we... we,
1: April, I got myself... That's what I got for my own Christmas present this year. (laughs) Nobody would get me anything, so I actually... Put it under the tree this year for my Christmas because it brought me back to the old mid-60s days. There you go. Uh, <laughs> matter uh, of fact, I'll tell you a funny story about that. Uh, I don't want to prolong things, but for the old folks listening, I remember I rode that bike to school. You know, Back then, you could ride your bike to school, just park it, nobody would steal it. And uh, I remember the day President Kennedy was assassinated back in 1963. I was in third grade. And they called out school early that day because of that, and I remember riding my bike home to my house and uh, watching the TV, the black and white TV, uh, the coverage of the uh, Walter Cronkite of the coverage of the assassination, riding that 1963 uh, Stingray bike back. Uh, There were some great guesses. I saw a few other, a few people said Huffy. And uh, that's close, but this this is a a swing stingray. That's awesome. Uh, right? But great, great eye. Somebody must be really like bikes a lot.
0: We will to the, to the winners of tonight. We will get uh, your your information so we can send those bottles out. Uh, I will say, let's go. Yep. Uh, thank you, Roel. Um, thank you so much, Liberty. Thank you for hanging out with us. And I know I missed a, a question or two of yours. I'm gonna make sure we take note of that uh, for next week's show. Uh, we do this every single Tuesday uh, at seven, uh, so hopefully uh, you guys come come back and and hang out with us. Uh, I apologize to to anyone I missed uh, tonight uh, for questions. Um, we will definitely, if we don't write in a comment as an answer, we'll take note of it and get it on next week's show. Uh, but Doc, man, I appreciate the time tonight. This was fun.
1: You enjoyed it. Yeah, we're we're See. gonna
0: we we do this every Tuesday, um, and we really appreciate you guys sharing it. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, if you guys have not checked out the videos that went up on YouTube, uh, go check those out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a, a demo video on the Virtue RF, which is a new micro needling device that we're uh, that we we have in the Johnson City office. Uh, we've got the health insurance um, video as well as the the COVID box uh, from the Common Sense MD. So check that out, guys. I love you, Dr. Rogers. It's been a blast, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be out. We'll be back. Um, Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Uh, we're not going to be out. I just need to, to go get some dinner. Um, and to Susan's question about Himalayan salt or sea salt, uh, I know he likes Himalayan sea salt and particularly the Redmond's. Uh, is Redmond's Himalayan? Is that right?
1: I'm not sure it's called Redmond's Real Salt. And you like that one, I just, right? I just like the taste of it. Yeah. And it's pretty red. You can get it anywhere. But they're, they're all good.
0: Redmond's Sea Salt. Check that out. Uh, we're out. Guys, see you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. for the live Q&A show. We'll see you then. I got to work on my outro. See you guys.
1: Don't go away.